Did you not hit it last week? Yeah, I remember I snapped the streak last week. We were like three oh, minutes in you and you're like, hey, yeah. hey, did you hit the thing yet? Hey there. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello and welcome everybody to episode 28 of Late Arrivals. Um, Hi. We have <laughs> we have a, a a demotion or a scratch to announce. Connor uh Connor got scratched by Dallas Akins and Jack's joining us tonight. So uh, going everyone... eleven seven, folks. <laughs> put a put an F in the chat for Connor's. He uh he he got scratched by uh Dallas the Tank Engine. That's so sad. The three one lineup, three pod members, <laughs> one rider. <laughs> he's got to step it up, or he's gonna get sent down to a goals podcast. <laughs> oh. Before we get into what we have planned for our episode, we want to thank you guys for, uh, especially if you're a new listener here, because it seems like over the uh, last like three days, we have seen a, a giant influx of downloads making uh, episode 27 the most downloaded episode of LAP. We are okay. uh, 10 shy of hitting 500. Are we really? Yeah. yeah I just logged I, on. We're 10 short. My God. Which I mean is it's incredible like, considering yeah. our most downloaded episode was episode one and that's been out since June. Yeah. Um so but, this one's kind of killed that number by like what? A lot. Over over, <laughs> over many many numbers. A yeah. hundred and some. <laughs> but we wanted to thank you guys because I mean when I was checking on it yesterday, I kind of just was in shock because it just seemed like every time I refreshed the page, there was just a new number that was going higher and higher. But, um, you know, we're, we're very thankful because, you know, with everything that's been going on with switching to a new network and stuff, like the support we've been seeing, not only from our other ITR podcasts and stuff, but like just the continued support from what we already had, excuse me, going into that, you know, is, Something I think we're all very thankful for. So again, thank you guys so much. Yeah, very much so. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Shout out. Connor says thank you from the press box. Yeah. <laughs> we just got it. We just got the note. Yeah. Carrier pigeon. It was really quick. Well, I wanted to open up this episode with something fun because on my drive home the other night I was listening to some Jimi Hendrix and it got me thinking about how in in high school I used to think that it was like the coolest thing in the world hearing that he used to put acid in his headband and cut his forehead open and let it dissolve into his skin and being a high schooler that didn't fact check anything um, I just believed it as fact and there are a lot of sources online saying that that was in fact probably not true but it just (laughs) sounds cool but I wanted to hear what you guys, uh, if you guys ever have uh, died on the hill of believing something to be true. But in reality, it probably probably wasn't. 
Hmm. Um. I feel like I feel like Lou has something. Lou's kind of like that with a lot of stuff. I mean, he, the, will, he will put his foot down. I think the the most infamous ones. Every middle school boy's uh, favorite thing to talk about is Marilyn Manson removing his rib. You know, so he <laughs> Nancy Reagan himself. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the <laughs> doesn't have to be anything profound because quite literally. Sometimes it is dumb shit like that. that yeah. It is fun to believe because it's so out there that, you know. <laughs> that Yeah, that is the big one that came to mind for me. Um, I've been thinking too- about this since you put it in the notes and sent it to the chat. I still got nothing. I don't think I've ever, like, <laughs> had something that egregious or it's just escaping my mind. So yeah. what you're saying is I'm the only stupid gullible one? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's probably definitely been times where I've done that, but I just, I can't think of any, anyone, any of them that were memorable. Yeah. Same. It doesn't have to be older stuff, though. Here's Johnny in the chat asked if it, or said, oh, wait, older stuff. It doesn't have to be. Angels <laughs> ever have any chance to sign Korea? Uh, that's that's it's a, still uh, pending physical. I was gonna say it's not over till it's over. That's crazy, actually. So he's back in Minnesota now. Yeah, uh, allegedly. <laughs> For now. So nothing. I'm the only. I'm the only gullible one. Sadly, I guess that's. I'll think where about this it. I'll, do that guy. I'll get back <laughs> at you. Take a couple hits and get back to us in about <laughs> half an hour, Lou. <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff. Mm. <laughs> well, we do have better news to talk about than last week. We actually won two games. That was, yeah, that was cool. Um, sure in, in a perfect lap fashion, we <laughs> post an episode completely shitting on them and saying that they're going to just get absolutely smacked, which they did on Sunday, but mm-hmm. we had no hope for them to even sniff coming close to a win against the stars and of course uh they shut them out because you know fuck us and our cakes <laughs> we <we've laughs> literally talked about gibson the most the night before but shout out dalton for asking us when they would get a shutout because it was the very next night so yeah, yeah. You know, we weren't waiting the the whole year plus that we were talking about last uh, episode that's like the fastest i think i've ever been like proved wrong <laughs> I said, I said zero. One. Like, I said zero immediately, and it just Gibson just made sure I felt very, very stupid. But good for him. It's first shutout of the season. It was a very good game. He was, he was a monster. Andy ties Gia Bear for second all time in wins with that shutout. Um, I caught the second period onwards, so I didn't get to see what happened in the first outside of the. You know highlights that the the team posts. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't much of a game. It seemed like it after they scored. It was no. a lot of back and forth. But the stars did get some good opportunities. Where Gibson looked really solid. Yeah, there wasn't much after the first. But the talk of the game was Zegris stealing Joel Kiviranta's stick in the corner, and of course, <laughs> everything was brought back to Bobby Ryan scoring with Miko Koivu's stick uh, back in the day. Yeah. I love that 
he at least was kind of honest in his interview and was like, I didn't know it was a penalty if I did that, but I <laughs> tried playing it off like I like I picked it up or I found yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing he said came to his came to mind was the Bobby Ryan thing. And that was weird because Bobby Ryan did that and scored with it. And unless the refs just didn't realize, like I didn't know that was a rule that you couldn't do that. Well, the thing with Bobby Ryan was he didn't steal the stick. He didn't steal Miku it. Miku Koivu yeah. stole his stick, and then yeah. he just picked up Koivu's yeah. stick, which is on the ground. Yeah. But I just like how, I just like how Zegers was like, yeah, my stick broke, so I just took his, and I didn't think anyone noticed. <laughs> Did you guys see the, the tweet that Ducks tweeted out the next day? Of like, mm-hmm. of the Bobby Ryan thing. That, Corey uh, Perry. Thing and, Corey and, Perry. The, and the Corey Perry one. I was at that Corey Perry one uh, in in raleigh that was fun where he just like who was it that he took this i think it was alexander semen semen or skinner or somebody yeah just skated by I the bench just and skinner just skated by the bench and took it from him but they followed up the win against the sharks with another win against or they followed up the win against the stars, the stars with another <laughs> win against the sharks um i was very salty watching this game i don't know if i was just in a bad mood (laughs) but for whatever reason watching the entire game just had me very frustrated until they started winning yeah uh or until they won it i should say um mason mctavish four points in that game i mean he's not looking out of place on the first line at all which is a phenomenal thing to have happening in a very terrible season yeah um, Strom scored on the 6th of january <laughs> i'm sorry um, i couldn't help myself <laughs> john klingberg did a positive he scored the the ot winner which that was know, very nice he he <laughs> picks and chooses his moments when he yeah. wants to you know be good at hockey again but He's looked a lot better. I wouldn't say a lot, but he's looked better in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. He's still making stupid decisions and turning the puck over, but his offensive side is, has looked pretty pretty decent the last couple of weeks. So hopefully he can build off that and get that first round pick. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew playing closer to his uh, claws being flipped at the new year uh, just meant he was almost free. Yep. Which so it's a 10, 10 team no trade? Yeah. Yeah. Um he he he's like you he said, Jack, he's admittedly looked a little bit better, not anything world beating just yet. Um he at least kind of seems like he's a little more cohesive because they have him playing with the same partners and they're not just kind of shuffling him up and down just to see something sticks. You know, all uh the the Dallas Aiken special of just let's blend everything and see if uh Colton White at forward works out. Um <laughs> which we may see if Zegris is out uh tomorrow and they don't recall anybody. So we may have a second instance in a couple seasons of a defenseman having to play forward. Yeah. Which hey I'm all for if we're gonna be bad, let's just do stupid shit and be crazy yeah, with it. Yeah I'm down. I mean might as well just Create chaos. I'm fine with that. Max Jones might come back tomorrow. Have Gibson play wing. One of the guys can fill in. Just have Stolars play. 
like Gibson yeah. skate out. I mean, they did it with the guys at Mich- uh, Michigan this year. Or one of their third string goalies had to play left wing because oh, really all the like all the guys on the team were hurt or sick or something like that. So they had their third string guys suit up to play okay. left wing. I think they were sick. I think I remember that now. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's really not much to say about the shark game outside of both goalies were kind of bad. Um, yeah, that was, that was rough. Um, from a goaltender standpoint, <laughs> McTavish's second goal technically counts because of the new rule, like the touch up thing, but yeah, Henrique was very offside. <laughs> um, and I was very surprised that we kind of got our away with it. Yeah, I wasn't even paying attention to the fact that um, Fowler didn't have possession of the puck in the zone because I was too busy looking at Henry being <laughs> so offside. <laughs> That's why I was like, why is this taking so long? But It's like even if he was within the rule of touching up and he's deemed onside still, like the fact that he's like half his body is he's like doing this <laughs> or he's, you know, noticeably trying to stay on side or get back yeah. you know off like that to me if i was a ref i'd be like yeah the rule says you can do this but like you're being you're not being conspicuous with it like you look very guilty of being off sides you know <laughs> throwing your body you know, out of the zone but yeah i kind of feel that was like the momentum shift in that game where if that goal gets called back i feel like they probably just lay down and die the rest of the game but it got them back in it and yeah they push it to to ot and they win it there yeah oh sorry go ahead no 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 no. i was gonna say the thing with that offsides rule it's because i was talking to it with uh um jake rudolph as well on twitter like it makes perfect sense in my head of like he doesn't have possession of the puck because it's off his stick. So it's like him tagging up all that. That makes total sense to me, but I still feel it's offsides because it, he didn't chip it into the zone. He's literally just bringing it in and it just happened to be off of his, you know, stick. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. It's I just weird. go back and forth of like, I know it's <laughs> not offsides, but it feels so offsides. Yeah. And I feel like they had it accounted because that McTavish shot was just unreal. Yeah. Flat footed beats a goaltender top corner. Like his, oh man, ridiculous. He's got such a good slap shot and then his wrist shot might be better, but it's, he's amazing. (laughs) And he's still very young too. And he's only going to get better. (laughs) Yeah. And it's crazy how like when we picked him, everybody was Including me, including yeah, including me, everyone was high on uh, William Eklund. Yes, and we were kind of upset that we didn't get him because I think McTavish was supposed to be like the ten to fifteen range. Yeah, yeah. I won't even lie; I didn't even hear about him much until yeah, we drafted him. Same here. Yeah, but yeah, that that I was like so upset because <laughs> I was in I was in Florida at the time. We were going to. Uh, I think I don't think we were doing anything that day, but that's when we went to to Disney World. <laughs> and I was sitting in the hotel, and this team had me pissed off in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Chris is just like, great. Now my vacation's ruined. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he's proving all of us wrong because I was in the same boat. 
I was very of the opinion of, okay, this is totally a Bob Murray pick. You know, here we go, Nick Ritchie again. And, yep. you know, we're pleasantly wrong. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> you can admit that you're wrong. It makes you stronger. They also uh, scored five goals, so they won the crowd free chicken for the first time this season. Did you get your Did you get your breakfast chicken, Lou? No, because I forgot you got to do it through the app now, and I don't have the app. Oh, okay. You would think I would have the app by now. I would, yeah. But... I'm surprised you don't, but you know, I didn't get my 9:45 a.m. chicken. <laughs> Sorry. I do like your Blue Jays hat, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate I see, that. I see. Uh, I see Felix giving you a hard time in the chat. There is. <laughs> Blue Jays are cool, man. I don't care what anyone says. They got some good unis. Mm-hmm. Oh, the powder blue? Ooh, yeah. Powder, bl- powder blues are yeah. probably my favorite color in baseball. Yeah. I like when the Royals bring theirs back, and the Cardinals one's pretty good, too. The Phillies. Texas, Texas Rangers have one now, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are we don't funny. like the Rangers, though. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we don't like them around these parts. <laughs> Although Especially... I kind of do now because they got Bruce Bochy as a stream manager. And I love that guy. The, the Canadians powder blue? Yes. It's amazing. I'd rock that. I don't know why, but it, I don't know. Just doesn't doesn't do it for me. No? I don't know just why. Don't like, I like, don't like I the like Expos. powder blue. <laughs> No, I love the Expo. But... <laughs> I love the first uh, Canadians reverse retro, the blue one. Oh yeah, the uh, deep blue. Yeah, I don't. They should have oh, made that yeah, the yeah, yeah. alter. That that's that's a good alternate uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's pretty nice. This uh, Hab segment was brought to you by Felix giving Lou shit. <laughs> 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 so the fun was short lived as Honda Center was invaded by Bruins fans on Sunday, and the Ducks were subsequently just absolutely demolished. <laughs> uh, David Pasternak had a hat trick, which kind of par for the course playing against that guy because he's kind of good. Uh, Gibson got left in for all seven goals against, which was pretty pretty shitty. Yeah, that was um, sad. But it's even shittier considering he gave up a goal to Hampus Lindholm in his first in his first game back at Honda Center. Yeah, that was the weird angled one, right? Like it was, yeah, it went off of Gibson and in <laughs> off his mask, off his mask. Yeah. Just disrespectful. I know, right? We really loved Lindholm, Hampus. right? No, I thought he was going to hat trick. Jesus, I, mean, I, I would have the hat trick part, just not the yeah. player. Right. <laughs> if, if Lindholm got it, I would have. Definitely turn the game off. There's no time for that. <laughs> and didn't Pasternak score four goals against us last year? I think. Oh, I think so. I remember him. Probably. <laughs> Fact we checking this prob- one. We are probably so easy. I don't. I don't man. remember he, that. He's probably got the biggest like grin on his face when he wakes up and it's a game. It's a game day against the Ducks. He's like, wouldn't perfect. that be anybody? Yeah, pretty much. This year. But, but someone with his type of skill, he's just like, all right, time to pad these stats, man. Time to pad these stats. Well, the Ducks alone just up. added $1 million on his AAV. <laughs> go, hey, go go to them with this after this game. Watch this. <laughs> man, I really killed this team. I think I should go help them out. Would be nice. I'll even take a pay cut. Hey, our, our, our main man, Patrick. 
crunch the numbers today in the chat using a cat friendly's armchair GM. It's possible. He made me drool with that lineup. I was not well. Like I needed to, <laughs> I had to snap myself out of a situation. Like <laughs> yeah, your you boy were, was you gone. Were, you were riled up. I was. <laughs> I was. I lied. Pasternak scored four goals against us in 2019. Oh. Well, at least he's 2019, done it. <laughs> last year, same thing. It honestly, it is. <laughs> that was definitely one of those burn the tape kind of games. Um 100 percent There's a lot of those this year, but I mean, can you really is there anything you can really build off of when the team you're playing has eight total losses all year? <laughs> um I don't know. I I can't really find a reason to be upset about that one. Yeah. Which in my mind is kind of funny because I was pissed off about the Sharks game and not the one where they lost seven one. But yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, did, did we... all of you... well, Lou was at the game, right? The the there Bruins was. game. Did any of you guys turn the game off? <laughs> I wasn't watching to begin with. I was playing Pokemon. So oh, okay, okay. After so it was four one, just... I left. Did you? I just, I didn't see the other three goals. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> the sharks the sharks game was frustrating because both teams were playing bad hockey. It was so bad. Like it's they... a lot I don't know why, but it's almost easier watching us lose 7 to 1 because I could actually appreciate how good the Bruins are. Mm-hmm. But when it's just two tire fires battling <laughs> it out, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. And the the announced team on ESPN on Friday uh, that I, was... I did not like that. They were like, absolutely I... terrible. For as much I think it was shit, better than Leah Hextall, though. For sure. Uh, that's where I was going. I was like, for as much shit as she gets, it still was a little bit better than the past broadcasts we've seen her, but I was sitting back almost wishing she was the one commentating. Holy. Because <laughs> having to hear every fucking five seconds from Ryan Callahan that the Megnas were related. Yeah. She, I think that's why I was so upset. Was it was like the first time they say it, you're like, okay, cool. Check check that one off the list. Matt Nieto's next. <laughs> and then it's like still the third period, and they're like, oh, and they're the two brothers were on the ice together. It's like, yeah, no shit. I've been watching for the last two hours. Like I have working eyes. I, I kind of had that same <laughs> issue with I was kind of tuning out the, the ESPN guys, but like I had that same issue on um during the Bruins game, but it was with, I think it was with, I don't know if it was Allers or Hayward, Hayward, but uh, he, uh, they, they kept saying that, oh, Zegers playing the Bruins. This is a big deal for him because he went to college in Boston. And I just thought it was kind of dumb. Like, yeah, he went, he went to college there, but he wasn't there very long. Was he, did he even play a full season for them? I don't even know. But like, it'd be different, I guess, if it was being played in Boston, but it's in Anaheim. Like, I don't think there was anything to that. And it'd be different if he was playing the Rangers because that's actually, you know, he's born in New York. That's That was actually his team. And I think Allers or whoever brought up the Boston thing like four or five times. And it just bothered me. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be a bigger deal if it was Boston because that's just closer to home. Yeah. And the actual city. like mm-hmm. yeah, It just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, please, just shut up already. This is the third time you've brought it up. I'm like, <laughs> we get it. You went to, co- I know we went to Boston University. Like, we get it. I mean, we also had to hear like nine different times that 
Timo Meyer should have had two goals in that game. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. <laughs> they were they were very worried about him getting his two goals, yeah, and it just got to a point where I like I, I got up and I walked in the other room and I had to pet my cat because I was like, you know what, you. You calmed me down. I picked him up and I just stood there and looked at him. And I was like, okay, I can walk back in the other room. Just rubbing him on your face. But it was just like, I get it. There's not much to talk about when it's a Ducks-Sharks game on a Friday night and there's nobody there. <laughs> but holy shit, like find something to talk about. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, as much credit as I've given ESPN for, I kind of feel like they need to sit back and, Maybe pair some other people together because at least keep things interesting. I, I don't want to yeah. be hearing about, you know, the same two guys all game. You know, if, if I'm going to suffer, I want to suffer and at least, you know, not have to mute it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I they mean, should do like a Manning cast, but for hockey. Yeah, Two former players cool. just kind of hang that'd out and talk. Cool. If it's that a Ducks game, it's cool. Paul Curry and Timo Solani. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Because at least they would be entertaining to listen to. Get the Needlemeyers on there. Ah, so roll with the, the brothers. Cast. The, yeah. And they pull a Sabres and spell their last name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty that'd be pretty cool though. Maybe maybe down the line. I don't know if it if the, there's enough interest. I mean, the NFL is a whole different animal, but people will watch anything with NFL. Like it could literally be Josh Allen just on the toilet. For like thirty a thirty minute show of him talking on like while sitting on the toilet and it would it would kill like any hockey game viewership. They're very weird. They love their football. Was the Sarah telling us about a dream you had or something? Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe. Hey, Sit, we we won't judge. Lap. Nah, <laughs> no judgment here. It's fine. Everything's out in the open. Well, we touched on it a little bit with the the sharks game, but uh. How how are we feeling about McTavish making the most of getting this promotion to the the first line? Because Jake Rudolph brought up a good point uh, the other night after the Bruins game of it's definitely a great sign to see that he's able to slot in and Zegris is able to move down to the second line mm-hmm. and f- still find chemistry with Strom and Vitrano. Um, but both lines aren't exactly doing things better than how they were prior yeah like Zegra separate from Hedrick and Terry hasn't been too big a difference now that he's with Strom and you know Vetrano but at the same time like kind of feel like if Dallas has done one jumble right it's at least kind of seeing what McTavish can do and yeah, I don't know. I, I I kind of agree with where Jake's at. Of like, it's not exactly doing anything better than expected, but mm-hmm. it's still nice to see. It is, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I I hope he keeps McTavish there, even if it's not like a big difference. Maybe maybe switch up like the wing every once in a while, one of the wings. But hopefully, this is like a thing that stays because, like you said, with with uh, Dallas always switching stuff up either mid game or just writing something down on paper with his eyes closed. I don't know what he does, but hopefully McTavish stays there. And I mean, it might, as he keeps going, it might not be great for the tank, but 
because he's playing really well, and Zegras has found more chemistry with Strom than I thought he would. And yeah. he's starting to heat up a little bit too. I mean, he yeah. had a little bit of a goalless drought there, but now oh, the last yeah. two games, he's at least shown that something's clicking again. Yep. I kind yeah, of like prefer they're... though, if he's going to play on the wing, play with Mason McTavish on on the wing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather see that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Than him that. on the second line on the wing. Yeah, like either way, this lineup or lineups have passed. The Ducks are going to get outplayed by almost every single team <laughs> in the NHL. So it, yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. I think this move is just just to see what um, McTavish can do with an elevated role. I think that's obviously the primary focus on it. It's I don't think it's necessarily a move that, they, that Eakins or Verbeek, if he came down and talked to Eakins about it, either way, I don't think it's a move that, oh, this is going to help us win hockey games or mm-hmm. play better. I I think it's solely about McTavish's development. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Kind of feel like this is one of those, like, after you've put in your two weeks notice and like <laughs> you're doing your job really well. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. He moved McTavish just like, fine. You know what? Fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> This feels like, hey, the next guy is going to probably get this a little more refined, but you know, I'm going to do at least like the baseline, just like make it serviceable. Yeah. We love that for Dallas. See, it doesn't do a lot of good things. Mm. <laughs> Silly little Dallas. But speaking of someone who is doing good things, Dostal gets sent down to the goals and immediately has what, two shutouts back to back? Yeah. I'm yeah, <laughs> two games, two shutouts, 79 shots. It's just ridiculous. So, our chat king continues to kill it. Um, 79 you know. shots, my god, that's nuts. At least he's accustomed to it now. He can go one, <laughs> one up or down, and he's seeing you know an ass load of shots, regardless of the team in front of him. Like, he's so ready. He needs we to be also- on the team next year. Oh, 100%. Needs to be on this team at the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what happens with, uh, you know, during the off season, because you know that the you know Dostal is going to be up next season for sure. There's no yeah. way he's going to be in the AHL for another season or like half season. Well, especially when you have Gage Alexander, yeah, being with the goals and hopefully Callie Klang. Yeah, um, if he's not playing overseas next year, you know. Clang's gonna at least have a year or two in development in the in the AHL before I think we even see anything from him. Yeah. Um, so I mean, if Pat's smart, do you definitely try and move one of the goalies currently on the roster so Lucas can play and probably gonna be Stoli because he's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, most likely, but I mean um- Unless he's willing to re-sign as a backup and be Dostal's backup, and they trade Gibson, but I, I don't see that happening. No. What I what I want to happen is trade Dos or Dostal. I always Uh-oh. mix up Dostal and Stollers. <laughs> I always yeah. like do that when I'm talking. I have no idea why, <laughs> but um, trade Stollars at the deadline and have Dostal and um, Gibson be a tandem, mm-hmm. because we've seen when Gibson gets, you know rest 
he's a far better goaltender than when he's playing every single night. Yeah. But the problem is it's also Gibson's choice. Like he's made it clear that he doesn't want to take games off. He wants to play almost every single night if he can. Yeah. But I think if they do that and they run that tandem, he's going to play better and increase his trade value for when it's time for Dostal to take over as the starting goaltender. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they could easily split it pretty yeah. evenly next season. It doesn't have to be, you know, they can have like a one, a one B situation. And I mean, that's kind of how things are done in this league. Now there's very rare instances of teams where it's just like, no, this guy plays a lot of the games and that's mm-hmm. about it. Um, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I'd say Nashville is probably the only team I can think of that does that like purposefully. But yeah. I mean, when UC Soros is playing like he is recently, like it's kind of easy to not want to play anybody else. Yeah. Um, but the NHL is such a rigorous game now where goalies do kind of hurt themselves often and having a guy that's going to be serviceable if that guy goes down is kind of a necessity because especially with how tight things are and you know we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when uh hockey 365 asked about the whole uh the like post thanksgiving playoff thing mm-hmm. like if you're a team like that that's been riding hot goaltending or has been hot all season the last thing you want is to lose that momentum or yeah. have someone go down and just completely kill your hopes of making it or, or going in as a high seed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely the, the ideal circumstance. It's just a matter of, it's kind of a weird, tricky situation to navigate because like you said, Jack, like Gibson clearly wants to play when he can, you know, if he's healthy, he wants those games because he's proven that he's the starter. Like it's his net to lose. But there's X amount of things Pat can do to kind of feel, you know, test the waters and see what works. And I, I, I think part of that is you need to have the three of them at least playing games past the deadline, mm-hmm. if the three of them are still around. And if Gibson wants to play for a contender, because I'm not sure, I'm not really convinced he really wants to be a duck, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> looking at his body language and all that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I can't speak for the guy, but that's just what it looks like. But if he wants to play for a contender, like, wouldn't you want to take, you know, a couple nights off, get some rest, play better, improve your trade value. And you're more likely to get dealt to a contending team where you have a chance to win the cup. Like, yeah. If he were to get moved, is there a team that pops up in your head immediately that you can see him playing for? I've been saying the Devils for like two months yeah. now. I feel like that's been the answer for a couple years. Because they clearly have the forward talent to at least, you know, be more than a wild card team. Yeah. And I feel like when you're trotting out Vanacek and Blackwood, and Vanacek's been good. Yeah. But you know, they've been banking on Blackwood to finally stick and hit. And granted, he's been injured most of this year. But, like, he's the question mark, and he kind of was the guy. Yeah. And, you know, with them, they went and got Vanacek because they didn't know what they had with him. And mm. I think Bernier's still on that team somewhere. Is he? <laughs> Maybe stashed away in a 
in a supply closet. Maybe I mean, that's the he last team I remember him being. He on. doesn't have a game played with him this year. Mm. Um, but it's like when that's kind of your depth outside of like Dawes and Gillies and the AHL, like you might want somebody a little bit better than you know Vitek Vanacek. Yeah. My, outside of the Devils, my first thought: Do you think that the whole Gibson playing in Pittsburgh thing, whatever, happen? I just don't see it making sense because they're not. Crosby's getting older. Malkin came the into the year banged up. Older. Yeah, yeah. You know, Are Latang's... they even in, a, in a playoff spot right now? Um... Yeah, they're yeah they're the second wild card. Like. You know, Latang's getting banged up. He's you know, he's also had some personal issues the last couple couple months. So like, it's hard to really peg him as a guy that's kind of, you know, on the on the decline. But it's like they're one of those teams that's been consistently good. That's kind of clinging on to the last little bit of the light, trying to go on. And I could see it if he doesn't if. You know, it's kind of a last hurrah of like, hey, we need a we need a guy and we, we're gonna try and do this one last time, but I don't see that as a solution of oh yeah, he comes over and we're instantly cup favorites again. Yeah. I don't know how likely Verbeek is to trade a guy like Gibson in the division, but I mean Edmonton can make sense. They've always had goaltending <laughs> issues. Every year. Yep. I was thinking of the Oilers too. That's a that's a discussion for later in the episode because I do have that in the notes. <laughs> um, I mean, we're gonna talk about what the fuck is wrong with the Oilers. <laughs> I'll never I'll never understand, no matter how much we talk about it. Well, Troy Terry got named his second consecutive All Star game this week. Uh, the video of him getting the news from Troy Aikman was pretty cool. That, yeah, that was really cool. Um. Going back to the ESPN broadcast, it was kind of funny because they were talking about that video and they said Troy Aikman, who won all of those Super Bowls. And my dad like kind of put his phone down and was like, Didn't he only win one? He's like, What are these guys talking about? <laughs> oh, Troy Aikman? Yeah. He's won three Super Bowls. Did he? I don't know, maybe. We're not we're not big football guys around around this household loose so oh, frankly i don't remember that back like i don't remember that at all he played <laughs> when i was either not alive or very young but cool that troy gets the gets the nod again this year is the the ducks possible lone representative um i'm kind of happy that they are kind of bringing back the meme vote mm-hmm. for the all-star game because <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's more fun. They want fans engaged in it. Like let the yeah. fans have a say. Like and even it's if an it's all star. Yeah, it's an all star game. Like who cares? They're there to have, like just have fun and put on a show for people. You know, like it's it's not an actual game. You don't get points if you win. It doesn't go towards anything. Ovechkin's gonna take his game suspension and not play. Yeah. So like he's not gonna be the caps representative. There's gonna be guys that are like, no, I want to sit out and rest. Yeah. It happens every year. Like it doesn't matter who's going. Um, I will say it did annoy me seeing those people that were like, "Oh, you know, we need to go back to all the like the whole teams voted by 
by the fans because you know taking players from the bottom teams like just ruins it like it's an all-star game and it's like they're still an nhl player you're sitting in your house covered in fucking <laughs> cheeto dust like shut up get their ass all i have to say is kevin shattenkirk you are an all-star <laughs> Hey, we we gotta we gotta go with Ducks Twitter on this one, and everyone's gotta vote Brett Leeson. Yes, Nathan <laughs> Bolu. Jesus, I mean, who who's Derek the one Grant? that they're trying to they're trying to vote in Shane Wright because he's on an AHL roster right now? Mm, yeah, I know yes, that's Simon Benoit has my vote. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, since last episode, uh, Team Canada won gold. In a pretty convincing game against uh, Czech Republic, uh, Zellweger and Gaucher uh, win back-to-back goals, and Tyson Hines gets his first. I didn't watch the game, but Me neither. It would have been a giant upset if Canada lost, and lo and behold, they did not lose. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I was very, very much hoping they were going to get upset. That would have been very much. That would have been very nice. I would have loved being on Twitter at that time. But to to no surprise, they did win. I mean, obviously, they it only made sense for them to win. They were they were just too good again this year, and it is what it is. I I'm actually surprised the U.S. got a medal. <laughs> like th- this was the only year in a, well, not the only year, but the first year in a while where I had no hope with that team. <laughs> so for them to even get bronze, I felt like celebrating. Way to show your faith in your country, Jesus Chris. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Olin Zellweger, he got traded in an absolute monster trade to the Kamloops Blazers, who are hosting the Memorial Cup this year. So kind of makes sense that they'd want one of the best players in the WHL. Um, it is kind of funny that out of all of the draft picks that were traded in that deal, um, one of them was conditional. And it's one from like it's in a draft like three years from now. Oh, geez. Uh, it's like one of the 2026 ones is randomly a conditional pick. <laughs> uh... But on top of that, uh, Pavel Minchikov got traded today to the Ottawa 67s for less draft picks, but still a shit ton. Um, I know it was shared in our Discord earlier, and it was a lot of third round picks, which I don't know the equivalency in the junior system because a lot of those guys never really make it anywhere, but yeah. Um, he are, got these traded. Kinds of, are these kinds of trades like normal for the CHL? Does anyone yeah. know like yeah. these big ones like this? I have okay. no idea. Now I've always seen them have big trades, but I don't think I've ever seen one as big as Zellweger's like this one. I'm looking at it right now. Four players, 10 draft picks, like, it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like just reading it, I have the Star Wars theme song playing with the back of my head, <laughs> like the introduction, trying to read everything. I think it was Bucky that said it yesterday on on the timeline. That was like, you know, it's bad when they had to use a second column, yeah, to, to fit everything into the graphic. Yeah, but if the Min- Angels traded Shohei Otani at the trade deadline this past year. That's what the trade would have looked like. But all yeah, like probably, players. yeah, would have been a PDF with three other pages. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see attached files for, for <laughs> trade 
Uh, Minchikov was uh, three second round picks, uh, two seconds in the same year, uh, four third round picks, and two fourths. Hmm. That is, uh, like we said, the CHL just it's kind of hard to gauge if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it moves both Zellweger and Minchikov to better better off teams uh Saginaw wasn't they were kind of like a middle of the pack team they weren't yeah. great but they weren't like bottom of the league and where did he go again from Saginaw? he is going to the Ottawa 67s 67s that's right yeah Selwiger is going to the Blazers and surprisingly everyone was kind of shocked that Connor Bedard is sticking on the Regina Pats for the year but mm. I mean it's not like him not going to a contending team is gonna change anything yeah it's still connor bedard <laughs> he, he's he's set he's fine did you hear how many calories olin zellweger takes in per day it made me 700 made me sick. If more than that 5700 between 5700 and 5800 calories a That's day ridiculous he's gonna be a tank to move <laughs> and it's funny because you look at pictures of him in like his hockey equipment and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's 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 a small little guy. Yeah, yeah he's only and like then, what five nine? Yeah, and then you see shit like that, and you're just like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's gonna be able to move him. Man's uh, gonna put put Lazy Dog out of business. <laughs> come in, and be like, sorry, Olin ate all the food today. Go home, guys. <laughs> oh, before we get into our other news, uh, we gotta name our three stars because we actually have. Some players that are worth worth stars this week may change. I don't know about three coming but week. We definitely have a couple. <laughs> uh, see, third star. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Justin Kirkland because he was in an accident on Sunday, and Jeez. it sounds like he's uh yeah. he's recovering well and he's he's out. So you know, we send our best wishes to to him because you know it was literally on the way to the game, right? Yeah, yeah that's what they said. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm happy to hear that he's he's doing well. Yep. Uh, my second star, uh I'm gonna probably have to say Zegris just because he's kept he's keeping things entertaining, stealing stealing sticks and scoring <laughs> goals. <laughs> yeah. And then uh first star, you can't really go wrong saying Mason McTavish because mm-hmm. kids on fire. Four point or five points now behind Baneers. The Calder race, I'm trying something to like that. Think of, I'm trying to think of Beniers got any points tonight against the Sabers. He got know, a goal. Did he? Okay. Yeah. So I think McTavish is two behind because he got an assist the other night. Yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure, but he's close. He's close. Slowly creeping up. He's gonna he's gonna take it in the second half of the year. <laughs> Hopefully. Your three stars, Jack. Well, number one for sure, McTavish. Uh, it's no brainer there. Um, I'd probably go number two, Henrique. He's got a couple goals, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, he's got a couple goals last week. Um, and same thing, he just looks. He's been really good all year. He really has. He's been pretty consistent so far. Yeah, so that's great to see. I hope he sticks around. I hope we don't trade him. Um, and then third star, 
it's kind of tough in a week like this, but I'll give it to Gibson just for the stars performance. Okay. Your three stars, Lou. Uh, obviously, first star, Mason McTavish. Second star, I'll go Gibby. And then third star, uh, give it to Z, I guess. Finally, your three stars, Chris. I'm glad I went last because I 100% agree with uh, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I was hoping that I wouldn't go into last because there's there's no point in me talking about it. But yeah, I mean you gotta go. I mean, I would definitely do Kirkland third just for what he's gone through and Costco, if you will. And then uh yeah, Zegris McTavish, easy. Lame duck. Do we all just name one or you yeah, guys I feeling I have one? Go ahead, Lou. Uh Simon Benoit. I don't Thank you, Zach. Good. <laughs> he does throw respect. a mean hip check, but I do have to agree with you, Lou. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. There's he's the only one that's really stood out for the, for that wonderful award that we give out. <laughs> yeah, I can go Benoit. I mean, Shattenkirk's always up there in the running. Yeah, he's leading the way on this show. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the play in the Boston game where it was? A, it was one of the last goals they scored. Um. Shattenkirk gets the puck and he's literally about 15 feet from the blue line with open space to skate. And he stands there and stick handles for like three seconds <laughs> and gets it like <laughs> stolen from him. And they run it right back and score. Yeah. And me and my dad are just losing our minds on the couch. <laughs> I just, just picture him standing there like, watch this. Yeah. He, or he's standing there and like <laughs> the hamster just fell off the wheel. And yeah. Still spinning, but like, check, check like, these oh, hands. What do I go? <laughs> what are you going to do with this? Chopping, chopping <laughs> onions at the blue line. Oh, that's sad. Well, the Ducks finish off this kind of weird, kind of bad homestand. Uh, with the Oilers and Devils, uh, I believe Oilers are tomorrow night, and then Devils are Friday. Friday, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the um, Lunar New Year game. Oh, sweet! Go get your coin. There is. Then the by the time we record next week, uh, the Ducks will have started a Eastern swing against the Penguins and the Flyers, and I believe on that trip we hit Columbus after that. And Oof. then we're in some random city, and then we come Columbus home. Columbus isn't ag- random. <laughs> Columbus <laughs> wasn't the random one. <laughs> I am more so meant random because I can't remember. <laughs> I'll look it up. Well. Um, and I think they play the Coyotes at some point. They're in Buffalo. Okay, no, that's random, right? <laughs> I mean, kind of. I think those are fighting words, Chris. <laughs> I'll let it go. I'll let it go. And they go to Arizona next. Complete the Chris tour. Complete the Chris tour. Actually, no, they need Carolina for that too. Hmm. This road trip isn't that bad. Realistically, they have probably the best shot against the Flyers and And maybe the Blue Jackets. I'm uh, I'm not looking forward to the Flyers game at all. I I hate any year, pretty much any year the Ducks play the Flyers. I hate it. So bastards. (laughs) <laughs> little yeah <laughs> little bastards they always got a shot against arizona but i think they arizona probably wins 
I'm going to try to get to that one, but man, the tickets are like 102 bucks a piece right now. So I'm hoping to get an email that says, hey, standing room only tickets, $60. You're like, sick. Snag I wonder up. if there's going to be any fireworks. Because it feels like the last few times we played oh, Arizona, Christ. it's gotten super chippy. So, so chippy. And it's kind of random. What? For what? Yeah. <laughs> it's so random. But Have I think we played it's... them at all this year? No. No, not yet. But things kind of got ugly in preseason when we played them. They did, yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope I can get to that one. I know they're here twice this year, but I really want to get to this one, uh, the one this month, because they're wearing their reverse retros that night. Ooh. So I have to try to get there. 100 bucks, though. God damn. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll still a kidney. Everybody uh, pitch in and buy some of Chris's uh, (laughs) feet picks. We'll be dropping the link at the end of the episode. (laughs) So, sub to our channel here. (laughs) Sub to our Patreon. (laughs) Subscribe to us on Twitch, and you can also leave us tips on our Twitter page. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag send Chris to the game. You want to do our ad read, Chris? Sure. Sure. All right. So if you like our content and you want to support our show and our uh, network inside the rink in a different way, if you're not one to to buy merch, you're not really into that, you don't want to do anything like that. But if you want ESPN Plus, you're thinking about it, maybe you're on, you know, you don't know if you really want it yet. But you want to support us, go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Uh, sign up with uh, ESPN Plus, and it helps the network and all of its shows on there, including us. Um, a lot of great shows over there, a lot of great people, uh, great writers. So we appreciate your support pretty much anywhere. Uh, but it definitely helps, and it goes a long way. And, uh, yeah, give it a shot. InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN. You want to fire up and get us some teams, Lou? You have a list for guests the teams this, uh, this week? Yeah, sure do. And I got a tiebreaker. I'm prepared this week. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. You want to explain the rules for anybody who is new to the stream or to our, uh, to our podcast? Yeah, so I'm going to name off six players. And you need to figure out what team they played for and what year. Is there a Bronco on this one? No Bronco this week. I was just going to say, maybe this is what the opening question is for Lou. Like, these people aren't real, but he thinks they're real. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Andrew Brunette. Okay. Brett McLean. Dan Hinote. Brad Richardson. Bob Bug. Bob Bogner and Jim Dowd. Say that first name one more time. Andrew Brunette. All right. I'm going to say the 2004 Florida Panthers. Jack? I'm trying to think of teams that Brad Richardson played for. Oh, I know he was God, on the Flyers for a while. Richardson. I don't think it's the Panthers. Oh, no. 04, 04, 05 was the lockout, right? Yeah. Yeah. Say 0304 Florida Panthers. The problem is I don't know where Brunette yeah, I don't know where Brunette played. I know Richardson was a flyer for a while, I think. So I'll go Flyers 
uh, oh, three or four. Yeah, I totally forgot about Richardson. Now I'm second guessing my <laughs> Panthers guess. The 2005 2006 Colorado Avalanche. None of us are even close. Wow. <laughs> Brad Richardson was a. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember him being an Avalanche. Mm. But it said online. It said Brad Richardson, <laughs> right, Lou? I sure did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that name. And then when Jack said it, I'm like, oh, crap. That is not going to be the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Lay the next one on us, Lou. All right. Mike Ridley. Steve Leach, Nick Kyprios, uh, Bob Joyce, Chris Felix, and Alfie Turcotte. Alfie. Fuck. This feels like a Kings team. 98-99 Leafs. I'm going to say 97-98 Islanders. I'll go 96-97 Kings. The 1990-91 Washington Capitals. Jesus. Son of a bitch. We're having a rough one, kids. <laughs> okay. So is the tiebreaker... The tiebreaker do... is like an easy one. <laughs> did you do easy, three? Zero. Did you do three or four? I did four. Okay. okay. Do the third one. All right. Dennis Hextall, Danny Grant, Dean Prentice, Murray Oliver, Barry Gibbs, and Tom Reed. Jesus Christ. Barry Gibbs. Like from the Bee Gees? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Just because Barry Gibbs is one of them, I'm going with the 70s for Barry Gibbs and the Bee Gees. (laughs) I'll go uh, 1974. 1975 Islanders. My God. Uh you got one, Jake? Um yeah, it's probably not it, but <laughs> I'm gonna say 80 81, 82 Rangers. I'm gonna go 82, 83. Penguins. The 1972-73 Minnesota North Stars. Damn. I almost had the year. Mm-hmm. We get Jack did we get Jack a half a point? <laughs> you can. I mean <laughs> he's winning. There I'll you go. You won. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Just the last one I'll do. Nelson Emerson, Dean Sylvester, Patrick Stefan, Andreas Carlson, Denny Lambert, and Ed Ward. You said Patrick Steffen, right? Yeah. Was he the one that missed the wide open empty yeah. netter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say the oh one oh two Thrashers. Yeah. I think he was a Thrasher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what team he was on when he missed that goal. I want to say he was on the wild. Was it Minnesota or Vancouver? 
I know the answer to this, but I cannot say. So I don't want to give you guys points. <laughs> I can't remember. I want to say wild, but you saying Vancouver second guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go oh five oh six uh Minnesota Wild. I'll go. Oh no no no! It was oh six oh seven oh six oh seven Minnesota Wild because that that messed up the uh um the draft order and that's how the um Blackhawks got Kane. Yeah. What year did you say, uh, Jake? I said 0102, I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to go 0203, and I'll say Canucks. In 1999, 2000, oh. Atlanta Thrashers. Damn. I got the team. Oh. I didn't get the year. Man, I was, I just got destroyed. Jake takes the lead. And it was the Dallas Stars. Not stars. the Wilds. It was a green stars. team. I it was the Stars it was Oilers. Green team. Stars he missed it. And uh, Ryan Smith gets the they pass the puck and Ryan Smith scores. That's right. It's the famous uh, Ray Ferraro. You should be ashamed of yeah. yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jake Damn. wins this week. I got half a point. <laughs> no, I got, got half one a point. point. You got one. Oh, I did. I got the team got right. That's right. Yeah. Putting up Jeez. ducks numbers and guess the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm before... the I'm the Benoit of guess the team. <laughs> uh, before we get into the uh the rest of the episode here, a uh, shout out Sean subbing for two months. Oh yeah, thank you. So uh, go show our writers some support because please do. Honestly, our our blow up this last week with last week's episode probably doesn't happen without uh the three of them putting out the killer content they do. So yep. please yep. please go support our writers. Uh, Jack, you have anything you want to um, kind of promote? I think you had two articles this past, like last week, right? Or this, yeah, this week, something. Yes, like, everything's um, meshing together. I know, same here. <laughs> uh, last week, I I had the the power play article and yeah. the stars recap. Yeah, um, and then this week, tomorrow night, I'm doing a recap of the Oilers game. And then I don't know if it's going to be out this week or early next week, but I do have one in the works. It's basically just a rundown of the pending UFAs where they stand right now, as we're kind of getting close to the uh, trade deadline, seeing what I think the future holds for them. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that should be a good one. Well, it will be a good one because our writers are perfect and we all know this. Oh, exactly. But yeah, make sure you're uh, you're following Inside the Rink to see all of their articles, and you can follow them on Twitter as well. I don't know if you all have Instagram, but I do. I, I just don't really post a lot of my writing stuff on Instagram. Okay, but if you want to follow the Instagram, I mean, go for it. <laughs> Might as well, right? Exactly. Well, we talked a little bit about this in the ITR chat, but Alan Walsh. <laughs> made headlines again for making a weird tweet about the MLS being bigger than the NHL. Yeah. Um, or he's, yeah, he said something along the lines, like this is why MLS will, will catch the NHL or they currently are catching up to the NHL. It was weird. It's just Alan Walsh being Alan Walsh. You know, I, yeah. I respect the guy. Um, I really do enjoy the show that the SDPN guys do with him because yeah. it, it, it shows a little insight of kind of where his mind's at being being a player agent but yeah there's some times where he says some shit where it's just like 
Yeah, and it's just like it, it's like come it on, dude. Weird, yeah, it was a weird <laughs> thing to say because he was like referencing this this chart that had like the most watched sporting event in the U.S. over the years or something. I forgot how many years it was. And it wasn't all sport related either. It was half sports and yeah, then like yeah. randomly the Academy Awards were in there too. <laughs> like. yeah. And there was a bunch. I mean, it was dominated by the NFL, like NFL games and college football, which is it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. But the soccer ones that were on there, that was for the World Cup. They were World Cup games, which makes Not sense. MLS. Not MLS. And there's this weird thing that I've noticed with maybe not only MLS like people like writers or whatever or fans but kind of just soccer people in general in the United States where anything that has to do with the sport of soccer they include it as like an MLS thing and it just feels like they're saying like MLS is soccer like it's the whole world of soccer which it's not even close to being and hey I love soccer and you know the MLS is doing doing their thing and they you know it's whatever but it was just a really weird thing to say because that would be like saying the NHL. I mean, the NHL, it, it would make more sense if he was comparing the NHL to like Premier League because Premier League is like the NHL in the soccer world. It's the top, it's like the, the top league. Everybody wants to play in it. It's like the most important league. So that would make more sense. But it was just a weird thing that he went on to kind of, I don't know when it when it's people like that that have like a platform not only on social media but like him having his own show yeah. within SDPN, it kind of upsets me. It's it just kind of annoys me when someone with that kind of platform gives out false information like that, because there are so many people that won't actually look into it. You know, let's face it, a lot of people are lazy and they need things right in front of their eyes. They need to be handed stuff to read it or to understand what's going on. So a lot of people that follow him, they would just be like, "Oh wow, you're totally right." And not even look into it. You know what I mean? Not look at the chart and see that it clearly says World Cup games, not MLS. That thing had nothing to do with MLS. So, I mean, it was weird. Hey, MLS might catch up to the NHL at some point. I don't think it'll happen anytime soon. Um, And like I said, I love soccer, so I'm not trying to knock soccer in the U.S. because I do like I do like it. I like how much it's growing and. um. I'm I'm more so like the USL here because they have a team in, in Phoenix, the Phoenix Rising, and they're they're pretty cool. But I don't know. It was just kind of a dumb thing to to throw out there, and it was just, it was really weird. <laughs> and the the replies were also a Normal. lot of them were calling him out. <laughs> a lot of them were calling him out. But yeah, there were some that were siding with him. And then I remember I said something, and I got some Giants, New York Giants fan, upset for some reason. <laughs> Um, but he like got mad at, got mad at how I said that and was saying, oh, so you think like people who watch the world cup and have interest in soccer won't tune into MLS who live in our country. I'm like, I never said that. I just said, this chart has nothing to do with MLS, (laughs) but he was, he was getting upset. And then, um, I don't know, apparently I was referred to as a, uh, a Batman bro. (laughs) Um, that's kind of where the whole thing lies is I think it's just alan walsh being anti-betman like it he is. is yeah exactly. exactly it's just one of those things where until he's not an agent in the nhl anymore he's gonna always be on betman's ass and yeah i don't know it's kind of tired like i get it when it comes to like the concussion stuff and when there's legitimate things to call gary betman about like out on like yeah i don't know like who gives a shit what people are watching like why do you as yeah. an agent care like yeah 
It's just yeah, it's weird. Wait, your what clients, did you get called? Your clients still make money and I got called a Batman bro. <laughs> well, I guess it's better than being called a muskrat. <laughs> yeah. God, we gotta I gotta share that picture <laughs> of me on the ring doorbell. But anyway. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm. I don't side with. I mean, I don't care about Batman. Like I, he's, he's whatever. You know, he's done some good, but the 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 weird or bad or just like stuff that doesn't make sense kind of outweigh the good. Um, like I don't always agree with the guy, but I mean, this is clearly like you said, Jake, just Alan Walsh kind of going going off on his on his pal there, Gary. I mean, Gary Batman exists. He's not the Wizard of Oz or anything, but like, yeah. he is an entity at the end of the day. Like, yeah. we're never going to know the real Gary Batman because he's the figurehead of the NHL. Like, mm-hmm. so the guy in charge, he goes up there to speak on behalf of the league. Like, you know, you can say it about every commissioner in professional sports. The guy's just there to say shit on behalf of the owners and the league. Yeah. Exactly. So what it is. And Alan Walsh had like a weird tweet like last week too, like the start of World Juniors where um I forget the name of the player, but he just kept saying the sixth overall pick and you lose his luggage and you can't find it. It, it was a uh, Yeah. And it's like there's thousands and thousands and thousands of other people <laughs> who have the same exact problem. Yeah. Who cares? And exactly. it's like you you can easily, I don't know, well, easily, but you can, I'm sure it's not that hard to get him more gear for <laughs> World Juniors. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I mean, he's just if, always, he's always yelling at a cloud, man. That's why yeah. I don't follow him anywhere. You know, I, I see him pop up every once in a while, but it's, it's, it gets tiring just seeing his name sometimes pop up and it's like, all right, what's, what's he yelling about today? <laughs> I just love seeing the, um, Danny Heatley all-star uh, Twitter account. <laughs> He'll just randomly tweet. I just still can't believe the number six overall pick lost his, uh, they lost his, lost his luggage. <laughs> Didn't he say he was going to like record himself naked if something happened last week? Hot. That guy I mean, is, he that guy is wild. <laughs> He's so funny. Well, next, uh, next on the news here, you know, we're, we're lighting up that Predators pack because David Poyle came out and said that maybe waving Ellie Tolvanen may have been a mistake. And I don't know. I just I wanted to include that because it's fun seeing that team <laughs> just slowly, slowly decaying. Little bozos. And I love how every year they're like right where they are right now, where they're not bad enough at the moment to have a decent, like a decent pick top five, even. Um, but they're not good enough to make the playoffs. It's the best. It's the best. Just stay right there, man. <laughs> just keep floating there. It's perfect. I love seeing it. I just liked up the quote said it may have been may have a been. mistake. Yeah. Not that it was a mistake. It's just, eh, yeah. it might, it might be time will tell. We won't know. <laughs> well, on other teams that we like seeing the downfall of, um, you know, the, the angels of the NHL strike again, and the Oilers are currently sitting in a second wild card spot in the West. And it, it gets tiring talking about what's wrong with them because they have two of the best players <laughs> that mm-hmm. are leading the league in scoring right now. And they're sitting in a second wild card spot. Um, 
you know, to give the Kings credit, the Kings are a lot better than they were last year, but they they got shown their ass last night by the Kings. Yeah. Like <laughs> they were not in that game at all. Like nope. when you give up four power play goals, yeah, and that's, that's, you're not that's a some... team named the Anaheim Ducks. Like, yeah, I was about to you know, say that's some duck stuff right there. It's an issue. You have all these guys on huge contracts, these guys that are there because they want to win and you can't even do that right. <laughs> um, and, you know, going into tomorrow night, Jack Campbell's going to have to essentially play three games because he had to, he came in yeah. in the second yesterday. Or, yeah. no, did he come in the first? Or, uh... No, no, no. He came in the second because Kempe, Kempe scored the. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah the five hole goal and then they mm. pulled him. Mm-hmm. But Skinner has to leave because his wife's or wife, fiance, girlfriend's having their child. So he's yeah. going back to Edmonton, mm-hmm. meaning that Jack Campbell now gets to play full game against the ducks. I think a full game. Cause they play San Jose after us. Yeah. Or wh- whomever they play. Mm-hmm. He has to start that game too. And I'm pretty sure those are only like a day days rest in between. Yeah. Like, not that Skinner's at fault in any any way here, but it's like you have something like that happen on top of already kind of being, you know, all over the place. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the conspiracy against the Oilers last night of calling too many men and, you know, getting jerked around by the refs like they always do. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's always it's always it's the other them. team paying yeah. off the refs and fucking the Oilers overnight. They, you know, yeah, they are the Leafs of the West. I don't know. It's it's fun to watch them and their fan base just freak out about stuff because mm-hmm. we've we've had to deal with their fans a lot in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't know. It's confusing because it's like, how are you this good and you have these good players, but you're simultaneously still bad? <laughs> I want I want to see what happens this off season if the Oilers happen to miss the playoffs. Like That'd be something, amazing. Yeah, something has to change there. Even if they make the playoffs and they're out in round one, I got to do some cleaning. I had yeah. to look up and find this picture, but I found it. It's like one of my favorite pictures from this season. Mm-hmm. This is a little while ago. Um, it was like Oilers goals by line this season. Oh, God. You got Dreisaitl, 21, McDavid, 28, Hyman, 14. Second line, Yanmark, um, uh, Mark, 1. Eugene Hawkins, 17, Yamamoto, two, Fogel, line three, Fogel, three, Holloway, two, or one, um, uh, Pugliarvi, two, and then the last line's like uh, Costin, two, our buddy Devin Shore, zero, and then Ryan, four. Oh, my God. Like, uh, like, they've, they've always been a top-heavy team, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like it's at the point where it's just like when – when is enough enough of like, okay, it can't be the McDavid dry sidle and insert random winger here, you know, <laughs> show mm-hmm. like obviously not having a Vander Kane definitely has something to do with that. Like, yeah, the injury he sustains kind of a freak injury. Um, but still like, you yeah. have, you know, it's preached by a lot of the old heads of, Oh, you got to have that good old depth. And, you know, for as much shit as people that, that always like claim or like, you know, cling to stuff like that. You know, they are right. Like you, you need more than 
two guys doing all the scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, we see it with us, but we're also bad and not expected to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, year in, year out, the Oilers are always, oh, they're, it's, this is the year. They're going to break out. They're going to finally have good, good goaltending. You know, Tyson Berry and Darnell Nurse are actually going to learn how to play defense this year. And interesting enough, apparently there have been connections to Kevin Shattenkirk being traded to the Oilers, which there sure completely been. fixes their, their problem of needing defense. So, you know, <laughs> I say do it, but yeah, um, why not? I don't know. Like I, I was looking at it. Um, I put in the notes, like looking at teams from that perspective of going all in every year. Um, you know, the, the penguins are famous for it of, yeah, they just, every year they're trading picks the, you know, and even to an extent, like with the Bruins, like they're kind of getting to that point where if they don't win this year, they don't win next year. If the same group's still around, when when do you sit back as the gm and pull the plug and go hey like we we need to change something here and even if it's minor like something has to be done yeah because you reach that point of like oh shit like well we gave away you know four years worth of first round picks and all we have to show for it's you know a third round appearance and nothing else yeah um it's nice looking at it from this perspective from the bottom, like, you know, Mm -hmm. being in the situation we are where it's a matter of accumulating picks, accumulating, you know, taking on money to get stuff, to get that draft capital. Whereas like teams like that every year picking at 25, you know, between 25 and 30, Mm -hmm. like they're kind of fucked in the long run. (laughs) Yeah. You know, cause how how many of your 25th overall picks are going to hit and even if you don't finish in the playoffs you're not or if you don't even make the playoffs like you're probably not going to have the highest odds as the teams that have been you know clinging for dear life and struggling all year like yeah i I don't know it's an it's a it's a weird phenomenon and i i think it's a little amplified just because we see so much of the Oilers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they are the team that gets all the attention because they do have, you know, arguably one of the best players in the world on their team. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they're the Leafs of the West. Like anything happens to them, you know about it because there's 10 beat writers, you know, <laughs> someone from the athletic and a whole hockey night in Canada segment on what's wrong with the team. Yeah, the whole intermission of another game will this be Oilers talk? (laughs) Yeah, you know, the the ESPN broadcast of Ducks Sharks on a Friday night is cutting to, oh, what did McDavid do last week? What what happened here? Like, they are news because anything they do is worth talking about. It's just they're getting to that point where it's like when you talk about them, it's just like, yeah, you know, just point and laugh at them. Yeah, they're they're just they're such a weird team. Like, when's the last time they've had a decent goaltender? Because before Skinner and um, Campbell, it was Skinner. It was Skinner, Talbot, Kos- and Koskinen last year. Yep, Koskinen, and then um, Smith and Koskinen before that. Yep, they they went with Mike Smith for a bit. Just not and then good. Talbot, who was Talbot's backup? I don't think that guy ever played. Whoever it was, was it? Brassois? Oh yeah, could have been. Like when your last good goalie was Cam Talbot, who played 
like 73 games the the year that you know we played him in the playoffs like <laughs> cam talbot's a good goalie and all but when that's like the last piece you can sit on and be like that was the last time they had consistent goaltending mm-hmm. like there's clearly an issue of relying too much on your offense yeah and granted these guys are in the NHL and I, I, I feel like I say this every week, like you can't exactly shit on NHL players too much because they are playing at the pinnacle of the sport. Like yeah. they, they're playing in the best league and there's no, you know, I'm sitting at home watching them play in it. But at the same time, like you get to a point where, yeah, you're an NHLer, but like you, 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 you don't look like one. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, if they get a decent goaltender at some point, they could be actually somewhat dangerous because like you said they put all their effort all their time money and effort into uh just one line and then they have no defense they have no goaltending i don't know but this is setting us up because since the ducks play them tomorrow (laughs) this is setting us up for like their third and fourth lines tomorrow just to kill us the devon shore revenge game yeah i was just gonna say devon shore hat trick incoming the bottom two lines have like eight points combined. <laughs> there we McDavid go again. Gets a goose egg. Yep. Now, one thing, because I mentioned earlier about Gibson possibly being a fit for uh, Edmonton, and obviously in division trades aren't that common. Do you think with the um, the schedule being like reduced amount of games against your division, do you think that changes the amount of um trades within divisions hmm. i can see it from the perspective if it's not like i think geography is still gonna have something to do with it yeah like you're never gonna see like a gigantic like edmonton calgary trade no. you're not gonna see a big ducks kings trade and hell even a duck sharks trade that's gonna be or at least something that's gonna be meaningful I don't know. Ducks got George Peros from the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty big for me. But I, I could see that happening if it's like, you know, a Ducks to Vancouver trade or like Seattle to Edmonton or, you know, like something that's not like a geographical rivalry because for whatever reason, I feel like GMs, even if the guy's not even from the area, but like GMs get territorial over like where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't want to be, you know, would you be wanting to trade a guy from the, the Flames to the Oilers and be losing out on that money of, hey, that was my guy, but now yeah. he's going to, to a rival city and he's the guy now. Mm-hmm. So I could see, I could see that, but like not with, not with the big rivalries. Yeah. Like unless like I... it was just completely silly of just like, hey, let's, let's just, fucking set the world on fire with this (laughs) yeah i just pictured like fowler in a king's jersey and i just don't really think i'd like that like there aren't a ton the kings need goaltending too so oh don't even go i don't know man man from north pole alaska he's he's holding the fort down yeah that is true i always love the the goal goalie stories like copley and guys like that because Mm -hmm. Yeah, goalies goalies take a while to to season and uh really kind of break out and yeah it sucks he's on our our crosstown rival but you know you gotta feel good for the guy yeah 
As long as it's not Jonathan Quake doing good, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with Ryan in the chat, sadly, it's not Alex Churchcott that's doing good, but you know. Shout out Ryan. Hey, you gotta stick around, Ryan. We're we're gonna get to your question here in a little bit. That's my that's that's uh NBHL line mate Ryan to you. Staring up the streets. With the E or without the E? I want it with the E. <laughs> Ryan's alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into the lap game of the week, I did want to say shout out to the Penguins for being good teammates and going and supporting uh, Chris Letang. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the full story, but it sounds like he was up in Montreal back home uh, attending a funeral and the team showed up. Right after that. Coyotes game, yeah. Yeah, instead of going back home, they flew up to Montreal, got in four in the morning, and went to support their pal. Which, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. It's yeah, uh, it's really it's cool. nice to see that. Yeah, you know, we talked about earlier with them kind of getting older and kind of being the last hurrah of that core core group of Penguins that they're they're all sticking together and yeah, supporting their dude because he's, he's had nice. a rough go. Jesus, yeah. just terrible. Last two last two years have not been kind to Chris Tank. So it's nope. Yeah. You know, supporting guys like that's definitely definitely important. Yeah. Well, it is time to get into our picks for lap game of the week. So it's everything past Friday, correct, Chris? I ask you every week. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> the 13th to the 16th. Okay. Um, I'll go last. Um, I do have one in mind, but I'll see if one of you guys take it. I'll go Kings Devils. What Devils? Kings Devils. Okay. On the 14th. I'm going to say Leafs Bruins on the 14th. Yeah, I was looking at that one too. Yeah. There's a shit ton of games on Saturday. Holy shit. Jesus. That is a lot. Fortunately for Chris, he can't watch his uh, Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars duke it out. It's uh, <laughs> NHL Network. NHL Network. <laughs> God damn it. Um, hmm. I'm stuck on these two. I just like how there's we'll like go. nothing really on Friday and then Saturday has everything. Yeah. I'll go... Uh, Jets, Penguins. Jets, Penguins. Is that Saturday? That's Friday. Oh, Friday. There's randomly a Sabres-Panther game at 10 a.m. on uh, Monday morning. (laughs) Monday morning? Monday morning? Yeah, and then Flyers-Bruins also at 10 (laughs) a.m. What the hell's come? What's what's Monday? (laughs) Is Monday a holiday? What am I missing? Is it Martin Luther King Day? It actually might be. A oh holiday. yeah, it is. Yep. MLK so, Day. Yeah, it's he- MLK Day. The Hebler Elf has the day off. I forgot. The Hebler Elf. Shout out Heb. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Funny, I write her name in the the question notes as Hebdb. Hebdb. Okay, from from my pick, I'm torn between the Saturday game, um, Saturday games, both of them, 
Penguins, Hurricanes, or Oilers, Knights? Oilers, Knights would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do Oilers. I'll do Oilers, Knights. Well, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl versus the Knights. Yeah. I mean, the team that both of them are going to be traded to in like three seasons. Glad <laughs> Jack Eichel is back. Lap had it first. <laughs> Savannah, do you have a uh, topic for us this week or shall we just get into our questions? Putting her on the spot live. Give it a minute or two here. So just get into your questions. <laughs> so our our other topic for the week, our Hockey 365 topic, um, he asks us, there has been some recent discussion about TV timeouts ruining the pace of play. What are our thoughts? I wouldn't say it ruins pace of play because it's kind of a necessity. Um, yeah. I don't really think it does. And I, it's weird. I haven't heard any of this. Yeah, me neither. I mean, looking from our perspective, sometimes it's kind of a breath of relief because it gives whatever goalie is getting pelted with pucks an opportunity to breathe for mm-hmm. more than five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, since it is kind of a necessity to scrape the ice, um, mm-hmm. knowing that uh, the arenas and the arena crews uh that keep up you know the ice drive the zam whatnot they are graded after every game oh they are they asked the refs they asked both the home and the visiting teams how the ice quality was and they are essentially graded on if it was good quality or not Hmm. so part of that is you know if there's snow left on the ice um you know if there's any divots you know with california sometimes it's a little humid in the rinks and you know you get you get little patches or little holes in the ice um so they get graded on those and i feel like if they didn't have tv timeouts you would have a lot more hurt players and a lot more players bitching so yes may kind of slow things down and drag games out i could see that but i don't think it changes pace no Cause I mean, it's not like it's NFL crazy with commercial breaks, literally every three minutes of play. Um, There's a few more commercial breaks for like nationally televised games. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Cause like uh, Ryan said in the chat that he, he asked if it's, isn't the breaks only at the 12 and eight minute mark. I think there's normally three total. It's, it tends to be. It's 14, 14, 10, 6. Okay. That's at least how the AHL did it. Yeah. Um, so you get your four, first one at 14 minutes. And then the only times you ever don't get the three total is if there's injury, power play, or um, or if it just goes past. You know, if you go from that 14-minute stretch all the way to the six-minute stretch, you would yeah. essentially just do one scrape at 14 and then one at six. Yeah. That's not, it's not terrible. Yeah. There's definitely worse. Like football is 
It's horrible. Yeah, man. I was watching the <laughs> uh, watching the Bills Patriots over the weekend, and you know, you know, there's a commercial coming after a touchdown and like the extra point. Then there's a commercial after kickoff, and then they come back from commercial. And like I swear, after the first or second play of that drive, they have like a thirty-second timeout. So you have the game in a little square on the TV, and then the rest of the TV is an ad, and it's like Subway or something. I don't know. Get the Burger King commercial. The Burger King commercial. <laughs> yeah. Or Patrick Mahomes and the and uh, the Chiefs head coach on on the airplane, and he's drawing mustaches on people. <sighs> it's a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't feel like it affects pace because they're kind of a necessity. I mean, just like any televised sport, though. Yeah, all about money. Yeah, they got to get their money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, getting into our listener questions this week, uh, we're going to start with uh, Smacks from the Discord. He asked us this last week. We didn't get to it because we had a whole boatload of questions but he asked what do you guys think of Corey perry returning so he can mentor z on how to be a pest go all brad martian and Corey perry on it that'd be sick i i, I do want him uh whenever yeah, bring he's him ready back, Anaheim. yeah whenever he's ready to back. retire i would like to see him come back to the ducks and sign like like if he knows for sure he's got one more year left in him i kind of want him to come back sign with the ducks play one more year or if he's for sure done and just wants to retire there, like then and there, uh, sign like a one day contract or something just so he can retire as a duck. But if he were to come back and play, um, I think it'd be really cool for them to give him the C for like the final year. <laughs> I mean, or like Solani, he gets the C for the final game. Yeah. Yeah. That, that too. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I would I mean, love to see him back though. It was so funny that I... this, this got asked before the Dallas game. And then what happened with the stick happened. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think we could all say we're all for the chaos of having Corey Perry just uh, turn Z into a little bit of a pest because Zegris is already kind of a polarizing player. And, yeah, you know, the dude does anything and it pisses off 31 other fan bases. So, yeah, I'm all for do it. anything. Yeah. And in reality, like, he's really not that bad of a player like now i mean he was obviously a few years ago he really that's when he was dealing with his knee issues and all that but it it seems as though he's taking care of his knee and he's playing better than he has in years past Mm -hmm. um i mean granted he's playing on a stacked lineup in tampa (laughs) but yeah um if he wants to come for a year and play his final year with the ducks i'd be more than happy to see that yeah I mean, he, I mean, plug him in to the lineup right now. He's better than anyone in the bottom six. Yep. Um, how dare you disrespect Brett Leeson? Like, <laughs> future my NHL apologies. All-Star. My apologies to uh, Kirkland. <laughs> um, it's, it, it was crazy too that Perry made it to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row and didn't win. Lost all of them. He pulled like a hockey version of the Buffalo Bills, losing four straight Super Bowls. It's pretty sad. Sure did. <laughs> yeah, make him a duck again. We're down. So our next one comes from Ashley. This is a little bit of a weird one, but you guys, guys got to answer this. 
Okay, I forgot what it was. So yeah, go for it. But she asks, how many sponges do you think you could realistically fit oh, yeah. in your mouth? No, what kind of size? Yeah, I was like, what that size sponge kind of, are we what talking? What kind of sponges are we talking here? That's like my, that was my pad? first thought. Hmm. I mean, she didn't really like, specify, we're but... like Brillo pads, like maybe seven or eight? Maybe? Lewis thought gonna... about this before, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say one because I have a bad gag reflex. No, are they? Are, no, are they? Are they like damp or are they dry? I don't. We're not gonna get into. I'm we're not, not gonna get into that. They're gonna be damp. I'm not putting a dry sponge in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why this makes me want to want to. This makes me want to actually do it, but <laughs> do we do this that doesn't make sponge? me want to actually do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to get a how... text that Chris is in the hospital because he tried to put a sponge in his mouth. <laughs> he couldn't call 911 because he, he couldn't talk. <laughs> it was just sponge. Just sponge. Um, If they're like smaller ones, sure. Like four, five. But I'm thinking of the ones I have and they're pretty big. So I don't even think I could fit. Like I'd probably fit half of it in my mouth. This sounds so interesting too. Like if you didn't hear the question, <laughs> someone's not paying attention. Yeah, 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 I could fit that in my mouth. They're gonna be very confused. Yeah, yeah, the ones I have are pretty big. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> well, our next one comes from Olivia, and she asked us. This was also one from last week. Um, favorite Disney and/or Pixar movie or movies? Movies. I've always been very. Uh, I've been a very big fan of The Incredibles. Yeah, it's always been one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah, I like The Incredibles one better than I did two, but two is still pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Toy Story. That was. I was gonna go with Toy Story, but I was trying to think of another one because Toy Story. Bugs Life is a good one. I love Bugs Bugs Life. Is Bugs Life is underrated. It's not my favorite, but it's very underrated. I think my kept that in favor for Marvel Land at California. Yeah, I miss that ride. I remember like the you go underneath the watermelon and it's like dripping water on you too. Um, but I think my favorite movie would be Nemo. Okay, I like one of the kind of newish ones, um, Luca. Okay, did you guys ever watch that one? That was I. I really enjoyed that one. And like Monsters Inc., I always liked Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of them from like the the nineties and the early two thousands. Like those were all so good. Yeah, I feel like out of all of the original like Disney movies, if I had to choose a favorite from there, I'd probably say Peter Pan. Okay. Um. But it's going to be controversial when we get to Heather's question. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Savannah said that Jack is on thin ice right now. So, (laughs) please watch observing. Please watch. That's all. (laughs) Just make my best educated guess. Our next one comes from Bucky. He sent this one on Twitter today. So would Wild Wing taste better fried, steam, microwave, <laughs> stir-fried, or toasted? I'm going to say stir-fry. I'm always down for a stir-fry. So. 
Uh, that was going to be my answer. Nice. Throw him on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> grill him up. Lou, you have to stay on brand with this answer. So I'm please. not eating Wild Wing, you sick freak. No, no, no. You, <laughs> but you got to just answer which one, and you have to stay on brand. And at what time you would eat them at? Well, first of all, I'm, no. Oh, in that case, it's fried and at like seven in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I just can picture Lou in bed and like the sun's just rising. He's like, mm, chicken. <laughs> I've done oh that boy, before. 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that before. Jesus. I don't hey, understand for- what the problem is. Well, our problem right now is you haven't answered how you would eat wild wing. Well, yeah. you're not going to get an answer. <laughs> One of I, these days, we're going to get you to answer it, Lou. I Even, decline. yeah, hopefully on accident, at least. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Technically, keep... he was already cooked when he went through that fire ring and caught fire. True. That's true. Well, keeping Lou on the spot here, uh, Requaction on Twitter asks us, does Lou have any new food takes? Uh, Bacon's mid. You've already said that before. Bacon's not good, though. Smells like foot. (laughs) You had me, then you lost me. (laughs) Because just saying Bacon's mid, I can get behind that. I can see that. But it's still good. It smells like three-day-old unwashed foot. Nah. <laughs> what bacon smells like. I think people just overhype it, but it's still good. Our Lou is so descriptive. Yep. He, he paints a pretty a picture. Way with words. <laughs> <laughs> Our next yeah, one. Okay, come... Ryan. Whatever you say, bud. Oh God, what did Ryan say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan's right. This bacon take has been said, and it has never been good. Sad. Uh, well, our next one, Kenny asks us, best Mexican food? This one, I feel, is very open-ended. If you guys want to say a restaurant, I was going to keep it to a specific dish. Okay. There's a local place here called uh, Federico's, and it's um, it's got, like, the best burritos. They have, like, an Arizona burrito and a California burrito. Um, they're very delicious and the burritos are so large. You don't have to get anything else. Like they are like a newborn baby. I'm not even kidding, (laughs) but they're so good. Is it like putting a sponge in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, sure. Um, if I go to a Mexican restaurant, I'm very impartial to get into Keto's. Keto's Mm. always fucking slap. (laughs) Um, but a good enchilada. Oh, man. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Mexican food. Are you guys rice and beans or are you one or the other? Rice, rice no beans. I'm both. Not a bean guy. All, all, all beans, no rice. I will eat beans if it's like in a burrito mm-hmm. or something like that. But like just beans Not by on itself. The side. Yeah. No. I'm a big we'll rice and beans, beans guy. Kind of depends on the place for me, honestly. I'll eat any kind of bean, dude. (laughs) Okay. That surprises me. Next week, (laughs) next week, you're eating a coffee bean. I said refried bean. I didn't say any kind of bean. I thought you said any kind of bean. Refried refried. beans. Refried beans looks like 
like diarrhea almost. It, it kind of does, but but they are good. <laughs> that's why I can only eat them when they're like in a burrito, so I don't have yeah. to see them. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. And I got texture issues, so I'm just weird in general. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I literally will. I will literally eat anything. It's ridiculous. But my favorite Mexican dish is 110% chili rellenos. I could mm-hmm. eat those any any day, any time of the day. Just put it in my mouth. I like <laughs> I like that Lou has immaculate taste in like certain like different foods mm-hmm. but then just like common things that like everybody eats he just shits on <laughs> yeah. because it, it's very hard to be like oh wow lou said something that actually like i agree with yeah but oh, then you wow. remember that person, and then five minutes or five seconds later he says cookies are bad and yeah like, well they are or, or like stuff. you know some sort of animal excrement you know i don't know like <laughs> You're you're an odd critter sometimes, Lou. Yeah, the one that sticks with me is rhino ass. Like it has stuck with me so much that even when me and Jenny went to the zoo a couple weeks ago, we went to go see the rhino, and my instant thought was Lou. I'm like, oh, it's Lou. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, so our I'm next about one. That saying I said the other week that I'm not going to repeat on the pod, but it was it was descriptive. Yeah, you don't need to repeat that one at all. Yeah. Nope. Good good choice there. Our next one comes from Haley from What the Chell, and she asked, I probably missed it because I haven't been listening since the beginning, but how did we all meet and become friends? I haven't met we haven't met uh well I haven't met Jack yet. But nope. <laughs> um, I mean, our friendship, I would say the, the timeline of events is I know I was following Connor and Chris for the longest time. Like when I first got on Twitter, but we all didn't start talking in the group chat until I met Lewis. <laughs> and I don't even remember how we met Lou. Twitter probably. So we started following Twitter each other on Twitter. Game, probably. He invited me to a couple games, and then we started the original Great Game chat. Yeah. And that was Lou, myself, Robinson, and Smoot. And then we added Connor, Chris, and Bob. And I mean, kind of, kind of went from there, and yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah, it started. Yeah, it started on Twitter, and then was finally able to uh, attend a game with you guys. Um, so yeah, it, that that helped meeting in person. And every time we're uh, every time I'm out there, we either go to a game or we're going to dinner or something, or so, something's going on. We go to some restaurant that may or may not close after <laughs> after we go to it. <laughs> Might forever a, lives on in our hearts might have a clo- broom closet in the bathroom yeah <laughs> they got a pretty broom closet we could be there for a while <laughs> oh man but yeah I, yeah I didn't know lou much until i think it was i think it was you jake and uh connor you guys like i didn't follow him yet i didn't follow lou yet and you guys were always talking to him and then i just i think he randomly followed me one day or i followed him and then and I got to I've know followed him. you since like the beginning. I joined Ducks Fire. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember how that started at all. But I can't remember what I did this morning. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. say I wouldn't say like boring story, but it started on Twitter, and now we have a podcast. 
Sure do. Yep. And I'm the new guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I followed I followed Jake and Connor for a while on uh I had a bur- I had a burner account for those that don't know. I was uh Beckham Trout's burner account. So <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I followed those guys and then obviously the like from them I heard about the podcast and uh savannah yes that was me um <laughs> so i i saw that they started a podcast and i started listening to it um i had met connor once at an angel game because i'm buddies with uh disher mm-hmm. and connor mm-hmm. was there so they met up so i just met him there and then when i saw you guys um were looking for writers i was like why not yeah yeah so that's I've, how I've i met- first started talking to you yeah, I've met, um, obviously, I haven't met Chris yet because he was in Arizona, but I've met everybody of, what, two, three times now? A couple yeah, of X games yeah. and a, yeah. a Brewery X hangout. Yeah. Which, so, yeah, I was very like going to try and do more of those. Savannah's typing in caps in the chat. Wink, wink. Yeah, Savannah's very... Uh, you know, she was she learned something tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I was just excited when I asked about having writers because it was all brand new to us still. Like, I think I tweeted out literally we like the same day we found out that we might need them. Um, I think I found out in the, that morning and I'm like, well, crap, we need writers, I guess. Um, and I was talking to Jake and all that, uh, Connor and Lou and. It just happened so fast because it was with our move to inside the rink. It was kind of a thing to do with them. So, but yeah, tweeted it out. Jack was like the first one that got uh, in contact with me. And then, and then it just went from there. We got two more guys and hoping to possibly add more in the future, but we'll see. Yeah, it was funny. I was eating dinner and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I literally hit refresh and like that tweet popped up and it was like 30 seconds ago. <laughs> and I sat there, I was like, do I respond in 30 seconds? <laughs> and I was like, well, let me think about it. Do I really want to do this? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. Yep. And that yeah, was we before have... Elon fucked up Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about how stupid right this, this update is? I was about I was gonna see if we were gonna talk they've, about it. They they've done this update before. Like, have they? Like maybe five months ago or so. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, fix fix it back to how it was and fix your shitty cars to too. What, people, what tweets people like? Like, uh, I don't care. Why does the for you part have to be default when you log yeah. in? Yeah, I've like, been trying why? to look at the settings and fix that, and it's I can't yeah. find anything. It should be following first. That should be default, and then if you want the for you, you should have to swipe over for it. Stupid fucking Elon Musk. So dumb. Oh, okay, before we get off track, even more. <laughs> um, so Heather asked us top five worst Disneyland rides and the worst Disneyland food. Jeez, I haven't been enough to even. You are a freak if you enjoy the turkey legs. They do not look appetizing. I've never had. One. I couldn't tell you the worst foods because I get the same thing every single time I go. I couldn't tell you what's bad there. The the turkey legs just I, I I can't do it. They disgust me. I don't think I've had anything bad, but I also haven't been a lot. And I usually just stick to like the churros and 
I'll get like a pretzel. The pretzels are bomb there. <laughs> Lewis, please let me have this. Uh, the <laughs> reason I said my answer for worst ride is controversial. So I absolutely hate the Peter Pan ride. I do not see the allure of it. I don't know why people wait in line for it. I mean, I, I don't understand, bro. I don't understand all of the Fantasyland hype when you're. Have you an ever adult. been on Mr. Toad? Drunk? <laughs> like I get it as a kid. Like I get going on like the carousel and stuff <laughs> like that. But like when I go to Disneyland or like when we go, the only time we seemingly step into like Fantasyland is to either go to Red Rose Tavern and get mm-hmm. lunch. Or if it's in passing to go to another better land. <laughs> so I'm just gonna lump Fantasyland as a whole as just like the only oh. the only okay one is the Matterhorn, but I'll only go on that if my back hurts and I need to yeah. feel feel some sort of way. Yeah, if you want to feel alive. The the Matterhorn, it's a good ride, but I don't fit in it. No? I literally don't fit in it. My leg, so I have a weird body. I'm only like <laughs> Five eleven and a half. If you want to get technical, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But my legs are so long and my torso is so short that like I don't have leg room in there. Yeah, I'm I don't like, either. When I get in there, I'm not sitting in the chair. I'm like doing like a wall sit on the back of the chair. Oh God. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, my legs, my legs are too long too. So I just kind of shove myself in there, and it makes it, it makes the ride more painful. <laughs> Autopia is amazing if you like smelling gasoline, Ryan. I mean, Maybe he could I like, like the smell. I like the smell of gas as much as the next guy, you know. <laughs> but holy shit, <laughs> Lou! What ride do you like to go on drunk? What'd you say? Oh no! Uh, when you're like buzzed or any kind of inebriated, uh, um, go on Mister Toad's Wild Ride, <laughs> and that is an experience on its own. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to Disneyland with Lou. Dude, like you go to like hell in that ride, like. Legit. <laughs> uh, okay, so what what is your worst ride, Lou? Well, I have I have several. Um, oh, you say list Space them Mountain, I'm gonna flip. Heather's Heather did say five. Flash Mountains sucks. Oh my goodness, dude! My my parents scarred me on on Splash Mountain because they told me when I was like five. We're going to go on the entrance or we're going to go to the way that doesn't have the big drop. And they like completely lied to me. And <laughs> me. Oh, that's sad. So, so that ride could go to hell. Um, <laughs> the, the, what you call it, the elevator ride in California Venture. Don't like that ride. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's still Hollywood Tower Terror to me. I Mar- like Mar- it. Marvel Land's ridiculous. I don't like that one at all. Um, Would it be a shorter list to say what you do like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of um, yeah, I guess anything in Fantasyland too. Yeah. Just, eh. Rare. Rare. Lewis. 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 Oh, also, fuck Goofy Sky School. That, oh, that, ride, that ride sucks. 
I like that right. That one gives you fucking whiplash because it jerks you around, like swings your body, <laughs> like your upper body around. Like if I wanted to get concussed, I would just go and play hockey. <laughs> oh yeah, speaking right. about Disneyland, uh, Duck's Day is on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna be there. So yeah, if, if you're, you see if you're me, going. Yeah, if you're going and you see me, I'll be the guy holding a beer, probably. <laughs> get a picture with Lou and tag late arrivals. <laughs> yeah. So we can anyone, see the fun being had. If anyone yeah. wants to get any of the Ducks players saying stream late arrivals, we will love you forever. Yeah, have a little fun with it. Get our I name out there in Disney. <laughs> I don't know, I'm having some 9.30 a.m. chicken. Looking forward to that. Can't wait to see the wonderful post on Twitter about it. Oh, I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> okay. Chris, Jack, horse rides. Mm. Savannah said she'll get Simone Benoit to say it. <laughs> oh, God. Again, it's tough for me because I do the same exact thing every single time Every single time I go. So it's like, I don't really know what's bad because I only go on like good rides. And I don't go yeah. to Disney that much, really. I think I've been... I went twice in the past year, and that's probably the most I've been in almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. But Mat- I'm just going to go Matterhorn as one of them, just because I don't fit. <laughs> um, I Full disclosure, I haven't been on it, but the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror, I just know I'm not going to like that one, so I'll put that one up there. Because I don't, I don't do drops. So yeah, the that's the one thing I don't do. I can do flips. I can go upside down. Don't yeah. drop me. I'm uh, like that with going upside down. I remember the like Malaboomer. The Malaboomer. That the drop ride that goes up and down. That was like hmm. the original California mm. Adventure. Oh God. That was like Blue. 2000 California Adventure. But it, it was a crappy ride. I didn't like it. I'll say I'll agree with the fantasy land stuff. Yeah. I'll poop. Easy I'll poop. enough. <laughs> I'll poop. Well, we're running a little little long here, so we'll uh we'll finish up with uh with Ryan's. Um he starts off his question uh with a Fetty Wap reference <laughs> saying 1738 hey what's up hello <laughs> he says has nothing to do with the question but felt right and he goes anyways people always want a top five best restaurants you've been to the mouse wants the top five worst you've been to gracias <laughs> uh, worst i can't really think of like a worse restaurant i've been to I'm so um, bad with food stuff because I, like I said earlier, I would literally eat anything. I feel like Heather will get mad at me if I don't say fuzzies, even though I enjoyed my fuzzies experience because I didn't. Get okay, sick, listen, but... you need to come back and get some tacos. They're, <laughs> they're small. Just get like two tacos and we'll get like a side of chips and salsa and it'll be a great time for everybody. No sickness. <laughs> the problem is Every- a lot of the restaurants that come in my head they're really not that bad. It's just the amount of hype that they get versus how they actually are. It makes me hate them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like five guys whataburger like they're okay yeah but for the hype they get it's like they're trash yeah five guys i need to like fast for the like 24 hours beforehand (laughs) (laughs) because it's so heavy and they give you so much food it's very uncomfortable when you're done eating there i mean really the only bad food experience i think i've had in the last like like that i can think of is just fucking taco bell giving me someone else's food but like i left with more food than i ordered so like i can't even be mad i was like oh okay okay ryan reminded me of whataburger and that's mine for sure that's like the top one i the place sucks texas you can keep it savannah Savannah just said olive garden sucks oh you ever had the breadsticks? I know the breadsticks. <laughs> Sounds like you never had the breadsticks. <laughs> the breadsticks, man, they make that makes you just want to like camp People out. People say there. I have bad takes. <laughs> You're right, they do. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like our Olive Garden's like watered down Italian food. Like you're not going there for authentic Italian cuisine. Like no. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, I'm you could have. Sorry, it's that good. Okay. You're lying to yourself, Savannah. <laughs> Did you just say Wingstop is bad, Ryan? I like Wingstop. I tried their uh their sandwiches, the chicken sandwiches recently, and they they were good. They were like okay, but I, I don't know. They were kind of a let. Wingstop's good. Wingstop's like good. It. It's just pricey. Mm-hmm. So I can understand if you don't like it from the perspective of it being yeah. expensive, mm-hmm. but like you can fuck up some wing. I can fuck up some <laughs> Wingstop wings. Yeah, now, is this only for runs or could it be fast food? Like I just, just go anyway. wild with it. <laughs> Burger King sucks, by the way, but the commercial's fire. Truly does. The commercial is pretty um, great. I'd probably say Big Farmer Boys. Day. I'm not a fan of fire, Farmer <laughs> Boys. Really? Mm. Well, it makes sense. They serve breakfast. <laughs> I, had a, I had a breakfast burrito from there yesterday. Oh, damn. Their breakfast burritos are fire. Yeah. Oh, no. All right. I, I have one to... down the street from my house. So anytime I'm home from school. You want to send one to me? You can wrap it up really nice so it stays kind of fresh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those things, they give it to you fresh. So like those things are hot. Yeah. I usually end up like, because I live down the street from it. I literally mm-hmm. just, like, I'll get the bag from the drive-thru. I'll open the bag and let it just steam out <laughs> while I'm driving home. I think I could... we should do a breakfast or just a burrito um, ranking. Well, Mainly said, on like our Twitter account, we can just like whoever's getting a burrito that day or a breakfast burrito, just tweet out where you're at, a picture <laughs> a, a picture of the burrito, and then rate it. Like our rating system can be like same of the seal. Or four lose out of four lose out of five. Oh, yeah, we could do lose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, like they do the Michelin uh, ratings <laughs> for restaurants. Yeah, yeah. We'll just do the. We'll just start doing ours with lose just put a little loose sticker on the window yep. let's do the restaurant let's do that let's just do burritos <laughs> i mean well, I'm, not I, eating, I'm not eating a breakfast burrito yeah that's I why just... i said burritos as a whole you can get you can get a normal burrito and i'll i'll rate the breakfast ones same with i Jake. mean i said like episode like seven or eight we should do like when we do hangout streams we should all get burritos and eat them on stream yes Whenever, oh, damn, here we, are, burrito here right we are 21 episodes later and we still haven't done it. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> no, I want to go to the Mexican restaurant now down the street. Uh, are they going to be open to serve chicken tomorrow? 
I don't think Lou's ever gonna live that down. Nope. <clears throat> so Why? we did have what, what what is so wrong with eating chicken at 9 45 in the morning? <laughs> um it's, it's because if we said eat chicken and waffles, you would say some sort of you know animal carcass tastes better than it. Yeah, you'd have some beef with syrup. I don't have a problem with chicken and waffles, quite frankly. <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> Why are you putting words? It's just an excuse for him to eat chicken at 9 a.m. <laughs> See, I it's breakfast. <laughs> I I fail to understand what's wrong with it. I just don't, I don't know. For some reason, me waking up and like the first thing I'm eating is fried chicken just kind of makes my stomach hurt. I don't know why. Yeah. Just, it just well, kind of makes you ever me done sick. it? I have, and it's not <laughs> I didn't I didn't enjoy. <laughs> I have had chicken and waffles before. Well, I almost tell you. <laughs> Lou's just built different. Yeah, he sure uh, is. Yeah, that that is our Lou. So I saw that in the chat we had some other questions. So if you want to ask those same questions on our Discord, if you're in our Discord, or um, tag us on Twitter so we can have it for next week, and we'll answer them next week because we have run pretty. I see one question that's pretty easy to answer real quick. Okay. Go okay. Go ahead. Heroic. Heroic chickens ask, "Where's uniform in the NAL?" Can we say the Ducks? Say oh, whoever you want. We know where this is going because Lou Lou always repeats this one. So mm. just just lay it on us, Lou. Say Seattle. I would say, I would say the Dallas Stars. Oh, okay. I can see that. I'm not a fan of their green. I miss that their green old is, green. Yeah, it's not victory green. It's loser green. <laughs> I miss the really dark green that they had before. That was nice. Yeah, Lou's, we all do. Lou said, fuck those freaks. Yep. Sure did. And Savannah asked earlier, too, uh, what moves do you hope to see the Ducks make at around the deadline? And if you say John Gibson, you hate woman, and woman <laughs> means her. Yeah. <laughs> I told her she's safe in the deadline because Gibson's getting moved in the offseason, which is why I want thin ice, but... <laughs> But in in all honesty, though, uh, at the deadline, obviously, if you can get a first round pick for Klingberg, that'd be huge. Klingberg, um, yeah, Kulikov, maybe. Yeah, Shattenkirk. Uh, I've I've mentioned this before. If you can get a third pick or third rounder for Nick Delorier, I don't see how you can't get a second round pick for Shattenkirk. Um. So I think those are the main two. Um. Trading Stolars. Um, I also yeah, think Stolar should be playing more. Mm-hmm. Um, that way he can have other teams look at him and be like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll take him. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he does. Yeah. So those are the ones that just come to my mind real quick. All right. Yeah. If if you if we didn't cover your question in the in the Twitch chat here, just add us on Twitter. I'd say uh, Simon Benoit. Or uh Simon Benoit? Yeah. Okay. He could he could get on his way. Go on and get. Go on and get. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and Savannah said traded to the sun. Hopefully. Feel like uh feel like we'd still lose in that situation. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. Oh, that is it from us this week again we appreciate the support uh we appreciate those who subbed 
yes, tonight. Yes, very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. We um, love you. We've talked about doing another Hangout stream sometime soon, so uh, keep an eye on on the Twitters for that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe do it sometime this weekend. Maybe we do a live uh, reaction after my uh, tattoo on Friday when I'm sitting here writhing in pain because my arm's <laughs> on fire. There you go. But, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, if you uh, you know, if you enjoy what we're doing and you uh, want to support us, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Both are at Late Arrivals Pod. Go give a follow to our network on both of those platforms as well. I believe they have a TikTok, so I think they want to start get they want to get that going. But follow Inside the Rink everywhere. Um, you can literally find their accounts or their account on um our platforms in our bio and all that so they're they're very easy to find if you follow us um and you know look through their website maybe you find another show that you're you're interested in if you're not a ducks fan but you you listen to this and maybe they have a show that is about your team they have they have a decent amount now leafs uh blackhawks golden knights um and they're starting to get other leagues too yep yeah uh i know they have a it's the check intendees pod is uh, about women's hockey and stuff, which is really cool. And they actually have a PHF player on the podcast. Um, she plays for the Buffalo Buttes. She's a goalie. So go check them out. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of good shows, a lot of great writers. Uh, they're covering everything from the NHL to the AHL to my other minor leagues and women's hockey. And it's a great follow. So follow us everywhere. Follow inside the rink everywhere. And that do be it. We will see you next week. We're probably going to record again Tuesday next week because the Ducks play, but it's in Philly. So they'll be done early for us. Yep. Oh, I thought Lou disappeared. Me too. He started talking. (laughs) It's just his background. The box is sentient. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will catch you guys next week for more more fun. See you guys.